0: So we begin the um, final full day of practice together morning chanting in Pali scriptural language this is the um, language that many, many Buddhists all over the world, disciples of the Buddha, they, they chant the Pali texts. So when we travel to India or Burma or Thailand, we can chant alongside the people there. Not Tassa bhagavato arahato samma This phrase is honoring, uh, revering the Buddha, the um, Arahant, the perfectly pure, without any trace of selfhood, the blessed, truly happy. One who has uh, discovered the truth through his own efforts, some ma who's who has woken up through his own efforts. So, rather than being kind of remote, aloof, uh, kind of without any... uh, not really quite alive, there's a sense of of vitality, a sense of, of presence, of fullness, of happiness, compassion, understanding. The more we come to understand our uh, suffering, the way that we make life difficult for ourselves, patterns of thinking and so on, the um, greater the sense of um, connection, really, with each other, understanding the, the suffering, the difficulties of others. although we come from very different backgrounds, very different life experience, different relationships, Mm -hmm. countless ways that we're different from each other, and yet for all of us the mechanism of suffering is Uh, Identical. Uh, Not wanting things to be the way they are. Wanting things to be different. There's contemplating a nature. It's uh, if we're going through a difficult thing. That's that's very. We think that you know. There's a a sense of gladness that it's anicca. And then when things become very pleasant, the anicca, the impermanence of those pleasant conditions, is a a kind of suffering. We see the unsatisfactoriness, even of the most pleasant conditions. They're part of the flow of life we can't just stop them at the bit we like. the relentlessness about life it just flows on whether we whether we like it or not. Just these bodies that have been born, uh, whether we wanted them to be or not, they were born, and they grew up, we couldn't stay tiny. Totally dependent on our mothers. His body got bigger. Stronger. We learnt how to walk. We learnt how to feed ourselves, dress ourselves, take care of ourselves. Studied all kinds of things in school. became adult and the changes from childhood to adulthood, they happened regardless of whether we wanted them to or not we might have wanted to stay as a child running around getting grubby, climbing trees and so on but then the body changed and we became grown up women, men, and the changes that go on through adult life. Aging, sickness, these all happen <clears throat> without our choosing. And this is something the Buddha recognized before he left his home. It was this realization, this uh, appreciation of the human predicament that he was in that led him to uh, ponder, to consider there must be some way of of coming to terms with this, of living in a way that isn't constantly a struggle, and to keep things the way we would like them to be, to get rid of the things we don't like, And just seeing the inevitability of death was um, very sobering. So then his years of study, practice, different teachers, different methods, different kinds of meditation, in an effort to bring the body under control, make it do what he wanted. Going without food, going without drink, long, long hours of meditation, not lying down, all kinds of fearsome austerity. the virtual giving up of that kind of approach when he realized it had brought him within a... his, his breadth of, of death, he almost destroyed his body in the effort to subdue it. And realized that he was no, no closer to any kind of peace. In remembering back to his experience in childhood, when he, what, sitting under a tree, just attuned to the breath and the sense of of happiness and ease, he came through this easy, natural. Um, Attunement to, to Dhamma, resting in Dhamma, the body, the breath, the middle way, point of balance, way of balance. And from that, uh, having re-established that sense of inner well-being balance, he was able to uh, attain to the perfect understanding. He was able to contemplate his existence, contemplate the cause of suffering and the possibility of release. And then to attain to, to that place of perfect ease, perfect well-being, perfect understanding, so we chant Sabbe Sankara Anicca, Sabbe Dhamma Anathati. All conditioned things are changing and not permanent. All things, all Dhammas are not self. <clears throat> <clears throat> it doesn't say that Sabe Dhamma Anicca, that all Dhammas are impermanent. Uh, nibbana, the concept of Nibbana, Buddha Dhamma Sangha unconditioned, the unchanging, the immortal, uh, that these are, are not, um, they don't arise and cease. Uh, the unchanging reality out of which everything else arises. So nibbana is not arising and ceasing. A sense of ineffable peace. The Dhamma, the here and now Dhamma. It's here and now, wherever we are, whatever age we live. For us, right now, Britain, 21st century, Dhamma is, is here. It's, it's a, we can attune to it, we can know it, we can experience it for ourselves. Just as in the time of the, the Buddha and his disciples, the early disciples, Dhamma was, was there, available uh, inviting, uh, ehipasiko, come and have a look, check this out, find out for yourself. Leading inwards, ehipa, uh, opanaiko. And then we won't find it by looking outside, uh, we'll find clues, and uh, we can contemplate nature, we can contemplate. Uh, what we experience through the senses. And yet the the real knowing of it is uh, when we turn inwards to the heart, contemplate our own experience, attune to to Dhamma. Living in accordance with, with Dhamma brings the most happiness, brings happiness. So when we have the experience of suffering, dukkha, a struggle, rather than trying to make it all right on the outside or even trying to uh, hold our mind into a particular uh, mood, we go deeper and see where there can be the letting go of the desire for things to be otherwise, and how that letting go is peace. all of us have moments of, of letting go, you know, where we, you know, the mind is frantically wanting something, patiently waiting for something, trying to get rid of pain, or uh, to deal with a difficult mind state, and then letting go. Of that desire, so the doubt may still be there, the irritation may still be there, the pain may still be there, and there's a sense of peacefulness. I can bear this, this is okay. And life flows on, change happens. having come to appreciate the suffering that comes from grasping, the futility of grasping, attaching. We begin to um, learn how to avoid um, expecting more of life, grasping on to possibilities which can never be realized. We can, we might want to, at some level, live forever, have, uh, always be with our friends, have them live forever. This attachment to Relationships, attachment to our own bodies, attachment to, to situations that we like. And then the time of separation inevitably comes. Little by little we learn how to avoid expecting more of life than it can or provide us with, come to appreciate the limitations of the conditioned world. And these bodies, these minds, are part of the conditioned world. They arise because of certain conditions, and they cease when the conditions that have supported them are no longer there. The body wears out And our existence as a human being ceases, and the body, the elements, just uh, return to the elements, earth to earth, fire to fire, and so on. But within that human experience, there's the possibility of attuning to Dhamma refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, attuning to the deathless, the unconditioned, the truth. That sense of presence, fully entering, entering into experience of life, but without attachment. So we understand the world of convention, we understand conditioned reality and we live within that as skillfully as we can, you know, using the uh, using our intelligence, the, the thinking mind uh, to to contemplate our existence, to um, conduct ourselves in a way that uh, in relationship in society in ways that uh, conduce to to well-being of ourselves and others and as far as we can in living with wisdom living with understanding the noblest way to live and there's also that perspective the unconditioned, the unchanging. So we don't blindly, frantically hold on to things that can never provide lasting satisfaction. Wealth, success, power, and physical... um, uh, beauty, physical um, strength, uh, the senses themselves, yeah. we enjoy them while they're there, we make use of them, we, we, we um, use them in a good way, um, and yet we recognize that they're simply part of the flow of life. So when we change, there's a sense of equanimity, a sense of understanding. That this is completely natural. It's not that anything has gone wrong, or that we've failed in some way as human beings we can't see so well, hear so well. Now hair goes grey, falls out. <laughs> There's aches and pains in the body. Stiff. I just see it. This is this is because the body is aging. It's 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 following its its nature. You know, we can look after it as best we can protect it, um, avoid doing things that are harmful to it, but can't stop it getting old, can't stop it dying. So all of the things that we experience in life you know, just uh We can enjoy the pleasant ones, we can uh, bear with the, the difficult ones, we can learn from them. And we also appreciate the fact that they change, attuning to Dhamma. As we learn how to let go more and more quickly, learn how to avoid expecting, demanding more than is uh, possible, our life becomes more easeful. We no longer create. So much suffering for ourselves, so much struggle. So the Buddha The fully enlightened one, the fully enlightened disciples, the Sāvaka-sangho, Supatipano, those who listen, who attend it to the teaching of Sāvaka, is one who listens, who attends, who actually hears the teaching. And then Supatipano practices well, and putting the teachings into practice until they too Attain to perfect liberation. No longer seeking satisfaction in things that can never fully and completely satisfy us. no longer clinging to personal identity. Recognizing it's arising when we uh, attach to something and experiencing the happiness when we can let go of that identification. Seeing ourselves simply as part of the human family. Letting go of me, mine, and simply being. Using this opportunity we have as human beings to understand and bring suffering, the suffering that we can bring to an end, uh, and to support well-being in ourselves and in each other. avoiding, as far as we can, following unwholesome, unskillful impulses that arise and making use of the opportunities we have to follow the good impulses, the wholesome impulses. Offer to serve, to support, to care for ourselves, to care for each other in a in a wholesome, skillful way. Continuing our cultivation of present moment awareness, how is it right now? This is how it is.